You're listening to the Discovery COVID-19 podcast. I'm Azania Mosaka, and I'll be speaking to expert guests to help you better understand coronavirus disease 2019, as well as how best to manage your health, well-being and financial security during this time. Families across the country are adapting to the evolving changes in daily life caused by the COVID-19 pandemic. Parents and other caregivers are faced with helping their families adjust to the new normal as they themselves make these adaptations. This includes trying to keep children occupied, feeling safe and attempting to keep up with schoolwork as best as possible. Today I speak to Nikki Bush, human potential and parenting expert, about how we can help our children cope with the COVID-19 pandemic and make the changes we need to in order to thrive. Hello, Nikki. Hello, Azania. Really great to chat to you. And you. We always enjoy our conversations and we both find ourselves in new spaces just like every other parent out there. (laughs) Absolutely. So let's look at children, how children are affected, because in a short space of time, their worlds have been turned upside down um, what are some of the stresses that are specific to children when it comes to COVID-19? Well, of course, they are being exposed to a lot of imagery via television and social media. And it's all these people in hazmat suits and masks. And there's talk of death and dying and disease. In fact, I think any child who's exposed to 24-hour news reporting right now is actually thinking they're going to die. And children are quite philosophical little beings, whether they, from the time they're about four years of age upwards, they do have that, I wonder, I wonder what will happen if I die. I wonder, oh, I hope my mum or dad doesn't die. Oh, I hope my granny or grandpa doesn't die. So death is a conversation to be had with children right now. Getting ill is a conversation to be had with children. How to protect ourselves, how to protect each other. They've been ripped away from their normal routine of school. And they've been ripped away from their friends. And and on the whole, human beings are social. Yes, we do have introverts who would prefer to be on their own. But on the whole, most people like to know that there are others out there. And, mm-hmm. and we're now in isolation and lockdown. And this is not normal for the human condition. And, and this is big stuff for children. This is going to be the kind of thing that one day someone's going to say, so where were you during the lockdown in 2020? Yes. And yeah and and so having conversations with children so that they can get peace of mind is actually going to be quite key over this time and allowing them to speak and listening to them is very very important because lots of parents may be anxious about what do we say to the children about this moment in the world's history this moment in their lives Um, We have to give comfort, but we also have to be truthful. How should we strike the balance? What sort of words, what sort of language and things do we say? I think what's a good good place to start is what do you know? Mm. So you take your cue from the children. What do they know? What do they understand? What's their their experience of it, but put into words and, and then respond to that and not belittling, you know, what they've said and really listening and not interrupting them and making things very concrete. Any child uh, who's from speaking age at the age of three, right through to the age of 12 is a concrete learner. They need very concrete examples. And that's why 
that video that's gone viral that a teacher created with the water and the ground pepper and and showing how germs work mm. uh, and how hand washing works when you add soap to the solution. That's why that's gone viral because people are actually using that to show their children, to educate them in a concrete way about how germs work and why hand washing is a good idea. And children also need to have the reassurance that there is a plan. Mm. We're not sure when this is going to end, 100%. You know, right now we're talking about the 16th of April, but this could be extended. So we mustn't get too hooked on, on, on a date. And we need to be talking to our children about the fact that we're in lockdown now, but even after lockdown, things will be different. Mm. And we have to manage expectations that, things aren't necessarily going to go back to the way they were 100%. And I think a lovely exercise to do with children is to do, and in, in adult terms, it's my collateral beauty, collateral damage uh, mm -hmm. exercise. Uh, but sit down with your family, divide a piece of paper in, in half. And on the one side, it's all the negatives to do with lockdown and what we're experiencing. And everybody gets to add to the list. All the emotions they're feeling, the things they can't do, they can't visit their friends, they can't have play dates, they can't go to birthday parties, all those sorts of things. I can't play sport, ride my bicycle, get your kids to verbalize those things for themselves and then start talking about, well, what are the things we can do that maybe we can't normally do when we're so busy and start writing all those things down. And what's very interesting is that you actually find that the collateral beauty, the positives generally outweigh the negatives and children being concrete learners need to see that that one list is a lot longer than the other list. And because they're putting things in their own words, it has more meaning to them and for them than if we give them the sermon and the speech about coronavirus and wow. COVID and lockdown and these are the rules and whatever. We really do have to get to their level. And if mm -hmm. you can get them engaging with you, it's more meaningful than you just giving them a speech. So children right now need more conversations that matter and fewer speeches that don't. <laughs> I love the idea of these two sides, you know, because as much as we're being real, we're also looking at the gifts of this moment. And it's a great lesson, of course, for our children. Perhaps it also builds their resilience on other future challenges that they may encounter. I just love that idea, Nikki. It's so powerful. But how can parents also create a sense of normalcy, especially in a time when you know, everything that's happened, the routine that children have come to know has been turned on its head. That is such an important question. And you mentioned the word routine. We now have to create a new routine, a new kind of routine for this time. And when they go back to school again, they're going to have to get used to another routine. And that's where that word resilience comes in, is that right now, this is the way we're going to be doing things because we're all at home together. I have to work, you have schoolwork to do, or you're on holiday, depending on which school system you're in right now. Mm. And we've got to learn to dance together. But to keep things relatively normal, we need to have a bit of a daily schedule. And giving kids the same kind of wake up time and go to bedtime is a starting point. Mm -hmm. And that holds the day together like two bookends. And then in between that, we have moments 
of meals. We have breakfast, lunch, and supper. And if you've got kids, they're used to break times. They're going to need a snack time, which would be around when they would normally have a break time at school. And they're going to need an afternoon break at some point. And children get hungry. And I'm sure anybody listening to this <laughs> is going, oh my goodness, I didn't realize my children ate so much. <laughs> but part of the reason why children come to you and tell you they're hungry right now is because they need your attention. Because they feel unsafe and insecure, we have to create this container to hold our children, to make them feel safe. And them coming to you saying, I'm hungry and I'm thirsty when it's not snack time, is them just checking in to see that you're still there and that you're still holding the space for them. Because it is a time of, of overwhelm for us, for our children, because none of us have been here before. And we have not had a dress rehearsal. There was no yeah. practice time here. Go home and, 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 and try and work from home and we'll see if that works. Uh, and, 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 you know, what, what are the upsides? What are the downsides? And we'll tweak it. Go home and, and do school from, from home and we'll see how that works. For most people, this happened overnight. Mm. And that's part of the shock value of where we find ourselves and we're kind of rallying to find an equilibrium here and there is no roadmap yeah. and we're all making it up as we go but if you can just have a basic routine and a basic schedule and in that daily routine there are work times uh, where children if you're working children need to be doing something that they don't need you to help them with and then there are other times, once you've done maybe an hour of work, you're going to have to go and check in with your kids, have, have a snack with them or play with them for a little while, depending on their age. And so much of this is age specific and situational specific. Right. And maybe I could suggest, because we know that children are going to be on screens a lot more than usual, mm. is that as a parent who's working from home, <clears throat> you need to use screen time strategically for when you have non-negotiable work time. If you've got a Zoom meeting, yeah. a media interview, uh, a strategy meeting with a team online, mm. uh, that is when you need to say to your kids, between four and five, I have this meeting. That is when you can watch your movie. Because mm -hmm. you know when they're in front of a screen, they'll sit still. They won't make a mess. They won't come to you and ask any, for, for anything. They will be contained. And that's your best chance of being <laughs> uninterrupted. So you've got to be a little bit cheeky here. <laughs> yes. I just love that idea because I think a lot of parents are feeling quite overwhelmed um, because they've now taken work home. And at the same time, they're needing to supervise their children. And, you know, some might think, oh, this is perfect. You get to spend more time. But being pulled in so many different directions can also leave you far more overwhelmed than perhaps your work day was when you were leaving the house to go to the office and have the separation uh, or your life separated in this way, in these nice compartments. This is home. This is work. Um, wh what would you advise parents in how to navigate the trickiness of what this presents this is very tough especially as it happened overnight um, and as you said incredibly overwhelming because you use the word compartmentalized if you go to work and you've dropped your children at school you know that they are looked after for those five or six hours and then you know that either you pick them up at lunchtime or they go into aftercare or sport or whatever and you pick them up at 
again at a, at a specific time. Everything is specific. So now we have the blurring of the lines and it's work and family all day, every day. Mm. And for many people, they are not set up for this in the physical space of having a home office. They may be working from their bedroom because mm. that's the only door that closes other than the bathroom. They, you know, it's, it, some people have set themselves up to work, work remotely because they've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. Right now during lockdown, I'm living with four adults plus myself in this house Mm -hmm. and three dogs and a parrot and my office is in the center of it all in open plan mm -hmm. so it's hardly ideal but you know what we've got to make do with what we have we have to show resourcefulness and resilience over this time and we've got to make it work but we're all fashioning this out in our own way and some of the questions that i think need to be asked and need to be taken into account if you are managing a team You need to be very aware of your individual team members. How many children do they have? What ages are those children? Do they have a partner in the house who's helping over this time? Do they still have domestic live-in help? Because that will determine a lot of whether you are going to be productive or not, whether yeah. that person can be productive. I had a call from a woman the other day who said, I am... A mother with a three-year-old and a 17-month-old, I'm now working from home. And my boss has said, because I'm not commuting, those two mm -hmm. extra hours I have, uh, he can now give me a new project. And she says, I'm wow. not even coping with what I have. So I think we need to be a little bit sen uh, sensitive and empathetic mm. if we are managing a team. And if we are the employee or even self-employed, we have to be a little bit gentle with ourselves as well. I don't think we're going to reach maximum productivity for a few weeks. It's going to take three or four weeks before people bed down into this new routine. And if we have lockdown extended, I think we'll find ourselves um, in a more comfortable space of working from home. But I think it's going to take at least three weeks before we have a sense of what's possible and what's not. And that's quite tricky right now with people having an ax over their heads. Will they have a job coming out of this? So I think that they do feel that there is pressure to perform and what parents are going to have to do is learn how to do what I call chunking. Mm -hmm. If you've got really deep, serious work to do, you're going to have to learn to do it before your kids wake up in the morning. If you've got very young kids and after they have gone to bed, I've mm -hmm. worked from home for 25 years. I have loved every minute of working from home. Every year, my children have got older. I've, I've gained a little more time to be productive. So mm -hmm. I really do understand Uh, parents with very young children are seriously challenged right now. And yes. they are going to have a very long day. Don't you find you have a, an excessively long day at the moment? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, so give me a sense of the picture of the day, how this day can unfold with all these multiple demands and different age groups in the house, mm -hmm. just the, the ideas that we can bring to solving a particular mm. time slot or particular commitment and challenge? 
Well, I think that if you've got deep work, thinking work to do, uh, either wake up early and do it before the kids wake up, or Mm -hmm. you're going to decide you're going to do it after they've gone to bed. So make sure you get sort of 90 minutes of deep work done at least once a day because you will feel better. And of course, there are going to be times in the day where you're committed to meetings online whether it's that you've got to call clients or whether you've got a team strategy meeting or something, those things are going to happen. I would definitely try and keep the screen time for the kids for that time. And in between, you are going to have to have a cup of tea with your kids. You're going to have to have juice with your kids. You're going to have to play a game with your kids. And you've got to reframe that time Mm -hmm. as, as pockets of, quality connection time with your children that you wouldn't normally have. I think there's also this, a skill that people will learn is how to be razor sharp focused in short periods of time. It is a skill that you acquire with practice and you learn to get lots done in short periods of time. And, and you also have to find that little place where where you don't get disturbed, whether it's, you might have to go and put yourself in your car for an hour <laughs> so that you I, like, got... I quite like that because i wanted to also know from you that now we've given to work we've given to our children for our own mental well-being how do we then in all of this squeeze in time just for ourselves yeah. just for you and actually if you have got children around time alone as as you know from being a mum, when your children are really young you don't have a lot of time to yourself. In fact, you can barely yeah. go to the toilet by yourself. And I think the parents are gonna, <laughs> they're going to start feeling a little bit like that again because mm. they've got people underfoot all the time. And if you do have another adult in the house, then you need to play a bit of team tag here. That is your most ideal situation. If you've got another adult that you have blocks of time where I'm on duty for the kids for these two hours, or we go hour on, hour off, hour on, hour off, or it's two hours, two hours, two hours. If you can get into that kind of a rhythm, it is helpful. And it Mm. also goes with giving each other maybe 20 minutes alone during the day, half an hour if you can push it. But if you've got really young kids, that's not going to work. But 20 to 30 minutes, if you can somewhere in the day, withdraw, close your bedroom door and say, this is my time because I'll be a nicer mother and I'll be a better team member if I can just withdraw for half an hour. And what you do in that half an hour is is your endeavor. I would say, because we're having to be so productive all the time, try and do nothing. Try and meditate or listen to a nice piece of music, or pray if you pray. Mm. Uh, But try not to be doing, because there is so much doing right now. That's the exhausting part, is Mm. that we're under pressure to do, 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 because we're keeping our businesses alive if we're self-employed. We are helping to keep our companies going if we are employed. And we've got our children to manage as well. There's a lot of irons in the fire. And if we can just pull in, for our own mental health, that would be very good for us as well as good for everybody around us. And using playtime with your children as a pause in your day to slow down, switch the energy, switch into a different mindset. If you can see those moments, and it might be, you know, that you stop for 20 minutes twice a day to have 
a game with your kids, whether it's supervising them with something that they're playing or whether it's playing Monopoly with some older kids. You can't do that in 20 minutes. That was a bad example. No. <laughs> <laughs> An endless but game you know, called Monopoly never but, ends. Yes, but, but that's the, the other thing actually is to go through all your kids' toys and games and mm -hmm. separate them. These are the ones that they can play with on their own because they've already mastered them or it's free play like a bag of blocks or Lego or something. And these are the games we can do together. And those are the ones you whip out for your 20 minutes, right guys, I'm in between meetings. Let's hit the floor and let's have a game. But you already need to know what it is you're going to play as you need to know what you're going to eat tonight. Because if you haven't thought that one through, that's going to be on your <laughs> mind, wasting your energy too. Yes. <laughs> so there's loads of planning, I guess, planning involved here, but also flexibility and knowing that you're going to have to, change at a moment's notice too. You're suddenly called into a meeting online that you hadn't been anticipating. Make sure you still have that hour of gaming up your sleeve that you can send your children <laughs> off to a device. I um, love it, Nikki. I absolutely <laughs> love it. I feel like now I can cope better, but I also feel like I'm going to need to check in with Nikki from time to time just to <laughs> give me that encouragement and that empowerment to get through all of this. Just be a little bit forgiving, I think, of yourself. And if, if you keep thinking everybody else has got it down pat, I promise you they haven't. <laughs> they don't. Even, and you, even though yeah. they're putting amazing pictures on Facebook about what they're doing with their kids, I promise you that's only for maybe an hour in the day. The rest of the day was probably complete chaos. <laughs> <laughs> I just love it. Nikki, thank you so much. I know we can always turn to your website. That's NikkiBush.com. That's N-I-K-K-I bush.com thank you so much for the chat that's a great pleasure as this podcast was brought to you by discovery stay informed stay healthy